and welcome to Better Than Mario Brothers, the podcast where each episode we delve deep into cinema sewer. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my partners in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And Miss Helen McIntyre. All right. And it's that time of year again, listeners. It is Christmas time. And you know we love Christmas here on the network, so we have to push the boat out. We have to find the absolute most random, batshit, crazy things that we can for you. And so with that in mind, we bring you Christmas with Cookie. <laughs> yeah, now this one, um, th- this was going to go one of two ways. Um, on the back of Cats, which um, ironically was entire dog shit. Um, I wasn't sure how this was going to go. I wasn't sure if this was going to end the year on a real fucking low or whether this was going to be an absolute blaze of glory. Um, spoilers, I'm still not fucking sure. Yeah, nor am I. Uh, Helen and myself were talking briefly uh, yeah. before you joined the call, Mark. And um, yeah, I think I will form my opinion properly on this film as this podcast progresses. Yeah. Um, because I'm not 100% sure what I think about it, if I'm honest. Um, so let's see, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> let's see what happens. Um, so this is one actually that, that Mark and I have been talking about doing for quite some time. Um, mm, a couple of years, isn't yeah. That? Every Christmas, we try and do Killer Raccoons Two: Dark Christmas in the Dark. It still eludes us. Like every time we try and find it, we we just cannot get hold of it in the UK. So, I'm putting that call out there once again. If you're out there and you know how to get hold of Killer Raccoons Two: Dark Christmas in the Dark, please let us know because preferably legally. But you know what? After all this time, just get it to us. Yeah. Um, but every time we search for Dark Christmas 2, uh, sorry, for Killer Raccoons 2, Dark Christmas in the Dark, uh, by the way, I'm not being paid to say that as many times as possible. Every time we search for... Say what? <laughs> yeah, Killer Raccoons 2, Dark Christmas in the Dark, available now everywhere except the UK, apparently, listeners. Um, every time we search for it, we end up getting recommended Christmas with Cookie. So, like, we put it on the list and we've just never circled back around. So we figured this year, like, this this is the year, right? We're going to do Christmas with Cookie. And I think I'm happy we have because one way or the other, like, now <laughs> this is done, right? Yeah. <laughs> we've done it. We don't have to worry about Christmas with Cookie anymore. Um, unless... Well, you say that, there are sequels. Th- well, there are. Th- well, are they, they're not sequels, are they? They're just additional tales, I think. Yeah, I think they're just shorts, aren't they? Um, oh, one of them is like an hour. Oh, is it? I thought we watched the only long one. No, the the, the one of them is longer than this one. This one's like fifty-one minutes. I think the one of them is like sixty odd. Oh, okay. Um, well, then maybe we're not done with <laughs> with Christmas with Cookie. Maybe uh, we'll see how see how we get on. Yeah, maybe next year we we circle back around to it. Um, but yeah, so we we found it about three years ago now, and it's kind of been haunted. Like like the premise is fucking amazing. When you read it, and it's like, it's the year 3000 and something, there's a nuclear holocaust, there's Santa, there's aliens, there's, like, the lone surviving elf living alone on the moon, like... Yeah. Can I I read the premise? Because it does sound absolutely batshit crazy. Please do. Yeah. So, in the year 3978, global warning has made a desert of the North Pole. Santa and Mrs. Claus battle angry skeletons who didn't get what they wanted for Christmas. Evil aliens try to take over the world, and a giant abominable snowman wants Santa for his next meal. I mean, there you go. How could... w- what more can you want in a Christmas movie? Like Presents? Fair. Family values? Fuck it. Snow? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, you can't ask for any more than that, can you? So we were like, right, straight away, not. we need to watch this. So it's taken us a few years, but eventually we've got around to it. So, I've, I mean, I've done my usual thing. I've taken notes. I've got three pages worth of notes. Um, I've got nothing. Three pages... Yeah, 
is not a lot for me. Um, but when it's only a 50-minute film, and to be honest, I spent most of that 50 minutes scratching my head and wondering if I was still drunk because it was my Christmas yeah. party on Friday night and I watched this on Sunday <laughs> and I was still like, is this real? Am I am I imagining this? Is this some kind of weird fever dream? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I did the same yesterday because I, I was out Friday. Um, Saturday I had the kids, Sunday I had the kids, and then yesterday I had to get up stupidly early to drive down to West Wales for work. And I came home dosed myself up on as much fucking cough medicine I could get out of the bottle in one go without licking the inside and then sat down and watched this film so I thought I was off my tits I've got to be honest I thought I imagined most of this film it, it kind of feels that way doesn't it <laughs> it does yeah. kind of feel that way um, so so to start with that I mean I've got to be honest but I, I was I didn't know what to expect but I was cautiously optimistic about this film like with that premise uh, I'm thinking like look as long as it delivers on all of those things in that premise yes I mean from a premise like that it's got to know what it is Yes. And so as long as it delivers on all of those things, I'm going to be pretty happy, right? And then immediately when it starts, we get this amazing late 90s CG. And I'm just like, this wasn't made in the late 90s. No, 2016. They're just using late 90s CG. It looks like something from fucking Reboot. And I'm like, this this, this is like, it's filling me with hope, this definitely. Yeah. and then, and then within seconds, you know, we, we get this CG, we come around to the moon, and we're introduced to our, I guess, Cookie's our hero. I mean, he's certainly our narrator. I guess he's... Yeah. Well, I guess Santa's the hero. Santa's the hero, isn't he? But then... I guess. I don't know, is he? Because it ends with Cookie. I, I, I don't know. Or is the... It's what's Cookie's the guy's skeleton? It's, it's Cookie's, Cookie's film. film. I don't know that he's the hero, necessarily. Uh, he's the lead. He's, he's, our, he's our lead, yes. We get introduced to Cookie, and um, I love him immediately. Like, if there's one thing I could say about this film, like my my opinion, you know, by the time we get to the end of this podcast, I, I'll revisit that opinion, and because I'm not sure. But first and foremost, like when we meet, I, I love Cookie immediately. Like, it's it's a fucking great performance. The the makeup's pretty good as well. To be fair, um, yeah. he's kind of he's kind of like a family friendly Freddy Krueger, isn't he? Or, or so it would appear yeah. at this point, anyway. Um, yes, I feel like maybe that goes off the rails a little bit later on, and that's where I start to question whether I actually like Cookie or not. But at this point, yeah, he's kind of like the cozy, cuddly Christmas version of, of Freddy Krueger. Um, yeah, so so I'm all in, you know. And, and I lo- actually, so before we get this, when we get the credits at the very beginning, um, the one that stood out for me, that they they were quite they were quite good with their with their credits and getting name cards up for every. But they actually had a blood spatter specialist, which considering yeah. the, their blood spatter was just throwing a fucking tin of paint over somebody. I thought that was quite an ambitious title. I mean, oh, no, I thought it was justified because I had to say they really went out with the blood splatter. And oh yeah, considering some of the other films that we've seen where the blood splatter is rubbish Shit. or non-existent, I was like, yeah, do you know what? She did a damn good job, and she deserves mm. credit for it. Yeah, you had one job, you know, and she did it well. So yeah, I would well, agree. She did about five, but like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when the blood comes, it's fine, isn't it? It's not. Like you know what it is, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like they didn't try and make it look like anything. It's not. It served a purpose. No. No, the temptation is always to be had to have it like spurting from a little pipe, be like it's like it's coming out of veins. And this was just fuck it. I've got a tin. Off you go. Have it. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't subtle at all. No, it was amazing. I mean, there is nothing subtle about this film. Let's, <laughs> you know, let's yeah, no, let's no, let's no. not kid ourselves here. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So, so we, we're introduced to Cookie, and he starts telling us he's going to read us this Christmas story. We get the setup about it being like the year 3,000-something. 970-something. Shouldn't McFly be kicking around at this point, by the way, if it's there? <laughs> like, where are they, for fuck's sake? 
Uh, well, no, because that was three thousand. So they're 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 about a thousand years too uh, too uh, too dead. Oh, McFly it's are 3, dead. Nine hundred seventy. Oh, I like it more now. Um, yeah, everybody's dead, Dave. <laughs> Everyone's dead. Well, Santa's not dead because he's immortal. Santa's not because Santa's immortal, and that's established. Santa and Mrs. Claus are immortal, so that's okay. Mrs. Claus also apparently doesn't age at all because isn't isn't Mrs. Claus supposed to be like you know a, a homely old lady, not like? Isn't Santa supposed to be old, fat, and bearded? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> These are like the redneck stripper versions of Santa Actually, and Mrs. Claus. Yeah. Didn't they make some sort of comment about it? The fact that no, they they were fat, but then because it was so hot, fat, all the they were so it was so hot, all the fat melted off them or something like that. There was some bullshit narrative reason, which I thought was amazing. Quite possibly. Yeah. I, I I may have missed that because, I'll be honest, I'm sure I've missed a lot of things in this film, right? Because, fucking hell, it's going a million but miles I, an hour. I, there was one point I thought I'd give myself a hernia from laughing so much. <laughs> yeah, it's... Turns out it was just a regular hernia. But yeah, they go back in, it's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, so, okay, so then we get introduced and then we instantly jump back to 2016. Um, and for a minute, I was a bit confused, but but I've been like, no, I'm sure this is all going to make sense. Um, and and <laughs> yeah. 2016 kind of feels where the film begins proper, yeah. And when we're watching it, the, like actually judging it now, I was expecting this to be super low budget, and it is. But hmm. like to be fair, the lighting isn't brilliant, but it's definitely serviceable. Like it's flat, but hmm. you can see everything. This doesn't look like your average low budget production where you know the backgrounds are blacked out because you can't light them properly and stuff like that. Like they, these guys know what they're doing. There is some technical knowledge here. The sound in this scene, on the other hand, is a completely different kettle of fish. Um, yeah. And in general, running through the the sound is not great, but it's not terrible. Um, so that's not too bad and then the performances aren't too bad either um i grow to i grow to love the performances more as the film goes on if i'm honest um well when the people are replaced by props i thought yeah that was the best bit about them (laughs) no i mean i I think the people are actually i I think they're good i i did have a discussion with myself about whether they were not the best actors or whether they are being directed to do this and i've come to the conclusion that this is a choice i i think yeah, I, I think, think so. they very much know what they're doing and I think they nail it. Look, it's not like anybody has any dramatic heavy lifting that needs to be done or anything like that, is it? Let's be honest. No. So I think they do absolutely fine. They've definitely got charisma. So, you know, that's that's fine as well. These performances are fine. I hate the characters instantly, but I get the feeling I'm supposed to. It would then transpires yeah. that there are villains, so I'm correct yeah. in that stance. You're not sure at this point whether they may be the heroes, but no, they you know, they set that up well. Um so having said all of that, you know, the, the lighting's okay, their performance is okay, but Prudence and Peter, as their names are, I've written them down here, or Prudence and Pete or something like that. I can't read my own yeah. fucking handwriting. I think it's Prudence and Peter. Um, yeah. They are really fucking grating. Really grating. Um, yes. It's I, I, it's intentional, though. I, I'm convinced it's, it's intentional. Um, so we get this set up. You know, they're not happy. They haven't got the Christmas presents that they want. boo Again. Again. Yeah, they want some really you know, specific Christmas presents and they end up with a copy. But I mean, it's quite funny because obviously they're adults now and these are these are things they wanted as kids. Yes. And they've constantly not had them. No. So at this point, you're adults. Go and fucking buy them yourselves, you cunts. Do what the rest of us do. That takes the fun out of it, doesn't it? A little bit. Um, but they end up with a copy of Bloodsucker Jones, uh, which is mentioned many times in this film. So I've done some research, and it turns out that's this team's previous effort, or at least some of this team. Okay. Um, certainly right. the guy playing Peter is in Bloodsucker Jones, if you IMDb it. Um, right. And a bottle of lube, because why wouldn't Santa bring everybody yeah. a Merry bottle Christmas. of lube for Christmas? Um, 
Well, they really were the fucking house because if you notice behind them when they were out unwrapping it, they were in a theatre. Were they really? I did not notice. Yeah, there was that. a big. There was a, a sign that either said theatre or auditorium above the door. I did not notice so, that. So oh. every, everybody lives somewhere. You'd think it'd be easy enough to go somewhere and go. You know what? Let's just do it there. We aren't going to find a location. No, they went to an actual fucking theatre and shot a tiny corner of it. So you can't tell. Bizarre. I mean, in fairness, I think I can see the production reason for that because that theatre is probably going to have a lighting rig. So I imagine that's why the lighting looks flat because it's been lit for stage. But it is, you know, you can see everything. So yeah, but they weren't in the theater; they were in the, they were in the lobby, basically. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, fuck. Which them. is why I didn't get it. It just seemed fucking weird. <laughs> I, I don't know. At least cover the sign up, I guess. But well, yeah, exactly. You know, maybe if they're doing this guerrilla style, if they're on the fly, then we have got time to cover the sign up. It's just like right, roll the camera, start talking about lube, and go before anybody notices. Just like. Whip your lube well, to be out. Fair, you're gonna notice. You're gonna notice how much that fucking wrapping paper they're ripping up, aren't you? Well, also they've got the biggest boxes in the world for like a DVD and a bottle of lube, but they're like, yeah. they are gigantic boxes. But anyway, again, by the by, I guess giant boxes play better, particularly since we're they're supposed to be expecting like a ninja tortoise costume and a yeah, exactly. What is it she wants again? A life-size doll of some sort. Yeah, yeah, some sort of crying doll or something like that. Yeah. So anyway. Um, we cut back to Cookie, spend some more time with Cookie, and at this point, I'm just thinking, like, can we can we just hang out with Cookie for for forty odd minutes? Like, we don't yeah. need to cut back and forth. Yeah. Just let's just hang out with Cookie. Yeah. This is where the story is. I want to know why Cookie's on the moon. How is he the lone surviving elf? Like, the story mm. is here with him, not in the year three thousand and not in twenty sixteen. But anyway, yeah. we cut back to Cookie. Then we cut back to them making a potion, which is going to allow them to exert their revenge on Father Christmas santa claus sorry it's american on santa claus when he least expects it yeah cut back to cookie with the revelation that they waited so long that he died i pissed myself at this point like i <laughs> i didn't know what to make of whether this was like and that's the end of that story and we were moving on because that's how mm. it feels because he's like yeah. and they waited so long that they both died <laughs> and then chapter two yeah chapter two have a cookie and we're back into f- the further adventures of future Santa. Um, yeah. Brilliant. I, I have written in my notes that I suspect we're going to see them again. Um, obviously, it's good that we did, because otherwise that would have all been a waste of time. But if it was all a waste of time, I would actually give them credit for it, because as a gag, that fucking works. Yeah. It, it was it was just long enough, and I just got invested enough well, in the, this story. It's the aristocrats, isn't that? Yeah, it, it really is. Yeah, I, I got just, in, just enough investment in them that I was like, oh, fuck you. Like so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I should really be annoyed, but I'm not because that's funny, and it and and it's funny because of Cookie's delivery as well. Like he's so yeah. over the top with it. Um, <coughs> but then immediately, pretty much, we go back to like the year three thousand, and they show up as skeletons. Or, or first, we have the kind of long, drawn out, protected hunting sequence with Mister and Mrs. Claus running around with yeah. guns because that that's in every low budget film ever. Like if you've got low budget film with any sort of action in it um, we're not in a bar that's just our resident alcoholic um <laughs> i need it for this one if you're if you're on a low budget film with any sort of action it seems like if it, it's the law that you have to run around with guns for at least five minutes not doing anything you just have to run around and look cool with a gun that's yeah that's what you do so we get that bit then we discover that actually um, they they are skeletons. They, they resurrected the skeletons because now's the time for them to exact their revenge on Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. Claus because they're weak, right? Because it's the end of the line for them. So they get resurrected yeah. as skeletons inexplicably with crosses over their eyes. I'm, I'm not sure what that's about. <laughs> like, No, not entirely sure. 
I don't know if it's because, like, wait, in a cartoon, sometimes when you die, <laughs> you put crosses yeah, you're on dead, the eyes. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that's yeah. what it's meant to mean. But anyway. I kind of assumed it was that, but I didn't really draw much from it. I mean, the fact honest. the skeletons kind of gives away the fact that they're dead. Um, yeah. Now, we joked about it not five minutes ago, but I do have to agree with you, Mark. As soon as they're, they're skeletons and not people, these performances improve a million percent. <laughs> Nothing wrong yeah. with the actors, as I say. I think actually they would do a very good job and they got to show their faces, which, you know, it's a gig. So you want to see their faces, right? And they want their faces mm. seen as well. But those characters just work so much better as villainous skeletons. Like, they, they work really, yeah. really well. Um, so, you know, we get a bit of fuckery between the skeletons and the claws is fighting. We get blood spattering. We get hands being cut off. We get all sorts of fighting. Um, and then we cut back to Cookie again fills us in on some more story we cut back and then we immediately cut back to cookie who record scratch points out the awful backdrop that they have yes that's supposed yeah. to be the desert now yeah i don't know how i feel about this i it, like part of me wants to give him credit for being meta and then part of me thinks like this would be so much better if you just rolled with it rather than pointed mm. it out and in all honesty, I don't know that I would have noticed. I, like, it's really bad, but I was watching what was going on in the foreground because there was fuck all happening in the background. I think I probably would have clocked it eventually. Yeah. For the most part, I was just like, oh, it's fine. It's only because it's folded that you can go, like... Yeah. There's actual creases in that backdrop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, you can tell. It, from this point on, now that Cookie's pointed it out, every time you cut back, you can see that they are essentially just in front of a bunch of flats and they just hang... Yeah hang different backdrops on them um, yeah. which... now maybe that's the theater aspect yes maybe and and look that's all that's all fine as long as, as long as it works you know i'm i'm good with that um so yeah they, they cut back and we have more fighting and then the skeletons bleed so i've just got yeah. a question mark here why why are the skeletons bleeding how does that work because surely if you're a skeleton you don't have any blood left do you yeah unless these are like i mean i don't know how magic skeletons work as opposed to other well, maybe skeletons, of course. Maybe it was something to do with the potion they took. Well, the potion just resurrects them in order to kill Santa, though, doesn't it? But then, yeah, but you know, it's the best I got. You know, because yeah, but... <laughs> there's no other fucking reason for it. But also, don't forget that when you saw like the pictures of like the post-nuclear apocalypse wasteland, you had like human skeletons, but with reindeer the flesh on antlers, oh, yeah. like next to them and stuff as well. So we're not really abiding by biology yeah i mean look, i don't care enough to to be really like <laughs> skeletons wouldn't bleed but it was just Fuck it, bit... you've got a blood splatter specialist if, like, yeah, go yeah. With it. it just seemed a bit weird to and me. some tins of pain it seemed a bit weird to me that like why why didn't you just i mean why bring them back as skeletons at all you could have just brought them back as as regular people like you've got the actors there so yeah i don't know maybe it's an availability thing um maybe they just thought it was funnier yeah maybe so so we have we have a fight um there's loads of fights between santa and these skeletons that, that just seem to they continually seem to cut each other's limbs and extremities off and then yeah somehow grow back and carry on and we cut back to cookie again who gives us a, a brief interlude talking about fucking cookie decorating now mm. It's at this point he starts to grate on me a little bit because I know his name's Cookie, I know he's an elf, and I know he's got a pile of cookies, but it's like he doesn't have anywhere else to go. Every time we cut back to Cookie, it's about, I want to eat the cookies, I've made the cookies, yeah. I'm going to do a bad Cookie Monster impression. Yeah. Like, it's very one note, and it does start to get old, and it's starting to get old here, to be honest. Yeah. Um, 
again, if Cookie was the main character, if we were spending all of this time with him and this was a thing of his, he was obsessed with cookies, then fine, you can work it in. But when he's just sat at a table reading a story, it's like, look, the fact that the pile of cookies is there is enough. Maybe yeah. reference them once or twice. Maybe reference them for the poison cookie gag. That's all good. Yeah. But it just seems like every time they cut back, they're doing it just to pad now because they're like, what else can we do? Oh, I don't know. Talk about cookies again. Like, mm. tell us a joke. Well, I mean, that's that's want. also the writer and director. I know. Yeah. yeah. I, I do know this. And um, That doesn't help. Yeah. I mean, look, some of the, some of the stuff I think is, is actually very good. I, I think some of the mm. dialogue is very funny. Um, I, I think there is, even for a film of this type, there are some serious problems with the story and that needs to be leveled at that guy even for a film you know of this type and of this level like yeah you still have to have a story of sorts and this just doesn't have one really Um, yeah i mean this kind of feels a bit like um they've gone right we want to do something we've got some people who want to fuck around a bit no and no they, they they want to play like they're fighting in the desert and they were they no, we've got some fucking local drama students who just want to know, cut loose a little bit so we'll film them see what they come up with and then go oh shit we need to hang it together because none of it fucking works so they've got they've they've just got the they've just got cookie talking as a means of jumping from one to the next without actually having to do anything to earn it it's exactly that isn't it it feels like uh, a collection of skits essentially um yeah. even even the main santa storyline yeah. feels like you, you sort of act one act two and act three you feel like separate skits that are sort yeah. of joined together by cookie's narration and um, feels like three separate stories if you like like a little triptych yeah. of future father christmas stories um and it just doesn't quite hang together and so yeah if that's going to be the structure then cookie's got to be more entertaining you know like yeah. like i liked him at first and i still like the performance here but i'm just like as you say he's a one trick pony yeah what are you adding to this now like what, time yeah basically and now as as these interstitials go on he seems to get progressively more lewd um yeah and that's fine if that's his character but it wasn't at the start yeah so it just feels like they've kind of run out of of places to go with him already and it's also yeah, it's, it's almost like you what you kind of want it to be a bit bored a bit bored a little bit a little bit edgy at the start and then just get progressively worse yeah that's well, what that's what you need him to do so the character gets a bit more comfortable starts flowing a little bit more yeah but actually it's like they've gone right okay shit we we did that bit already hang on we've got another five minutes to fill what are we gonna do oh fuck we can't wrap yet because that's at the end uh what are we gonna do oh i know i'll make a really shit joke that doesn't really mean anything well, I think I think he needs to be one of two things. Is the problem? I, I think he starts, as I said, as this kind of family friendly, like Uncle Freddy Krueger type, right? Who's who's having a holly jolly Christmas and he's going to read you a story. And he's a little bit like, yeah, he's he's edgy, but he's 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 you know he's all about a wholesome yeah. Christmas and stuff, right? And then as he gets progressively more lewd, that just drops away and he is just more or less doing a Freddy Krueger impersonation, but not fully committing to it, not going the whole hog and just calling everyone bitch and every other word's an F-bomb and being over. So I feel like you need one or the other. And I feel like for for the future story to work, as bonkers as that is and as dark as that is, what we need is the family-friendly cookie to to counterbalance yeah. that. We need him to be over-the-top saccharine, if anything. Yeah. You still make I'll him almost... look disgusting and burned and have a weird cookie yeah. fetish and stuff like that. Have that bubbling away under the surface. But he needs to be the pissed uncle in the Christmas jumper. You know, yeah. he needs he needs to have that energy about him. Yeah, I mean, almost to the point where he... T- it's like he's telling the story, but he gets to the end. And goes, oh shit! I shouldn't have told you that. 
Yes. That's not what Christmas is about. Yeah, yeah. Actually, what I wanted to say was and he starts again and does the same thing again. So again, it's a repeated gag, but it's done with with the, with the um the, the story tacked onto it. Yeah. So I feel I feel like that's where, as I say, he started to grate on me as as the film went on. I think it's because of that. I think it's this slow transition of his character that mm. just feels a little bit off. Like like he needs to be one or the other. I don't I don't think yeah. the performance is ever bad, and I don't think the makeup is ever bad. Um, it, it's no, just... it's quite funny when he tries to when he tries to drink the milk because clearly he can't drink with the mouth and it all fucking runs down his front. Yeah, I mean that's fine. That's par for the course, yeah, isn't that's it? That's brilliant. You, you used to see in Muppets and stuff like that as well. Same when he's eating the cookie and he puts one yeah. in his mouth and he goes, "They got fucking stuck," and he spits it out. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, okay, fine. Like yeah. I, I, the stuff like that, I was, I was, I was fine with. That. I was happy with that because, again, because you know this is the type of film this this appears to be, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, but there's just something odd about the character transition. But anyway, yeah, um, we get Cookie decorating class with him. I don't know, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> and then, then we cut back to the main story, and there's more fighting with the skeletons, and we get the line from Peter: "You just melted my sister, you fucking dick." So. I, I was under the impression they were either husband and wife or at the very least yeah. lovers because there's a lot well, of talk about anal sex at the start. I was going to say, there's the whole thing about the lube and the butt <laughs> sex. So, you know. There's a whole lot of talk about anal sex. Like, look, if that's the type of film this is and if that's where we're going, that's fine. But this came out of fucking nowhere. And went nowhere <laughs> as well. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Again, if that had been in their characters, fine. But yeah, all it, it's just this one random throwaway line that yeah. all of a sudden gives them an incestuous relationship, and I'm just like, huh? What? Excuse me? Yeah, where the fuck did that come from? And it, and it just feels a little bit like it's 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 just there for the sake of being there. It's it's to me, if to me it felt more if it felt like it was improvised. It was like just say the stupidest fucking meanest thing you can say just to get us to just to move us on. And when they had it, it was like, yeah, that made us laugh. We'll just carry on with that. Yeah, I don't and know. I haven't really thought about what it means in the context of what they're actually trying to do. I don't know because I even then I don't understand how you how you go to you just melted my sister. Like because yeah. that's if you're in the moment and you're improv then surely you're thinking that she is your girlfriend slash wife slash yeah. lover whatever. Whatever. And not your sister. So I, I don't know. The, the thought process there is weird. To have just thrown it out and never reference yeah. it again. And, and, you know, if that's their thing, like if they're this incestuous brother-sister couple, that's fine. That's flavor to their character. But yeah. bring it back around then. Let's let's have this. Yeah. Let's have these discussions again. Very, very fucking weird. Very yeah. weird. <laughs> um, but you did hit on something that I feel like a lot of this dialogue, to be honest, has, is just being improvised. And, yeah. and I feel like that's where... You can tell the difference between the stuff that's been written and the stuff that's just been thrown out there because when when the stuff's written and it's delivered properly, it's yeah. very, very funny. When they've just been allowed to improvise, and in some cases it's ADR'd afterwards as well, this improv, yeah. when you can tell. Like, this, yeah. it just goes off the rails. It, it feels like they're not really... This sounds really harsh, but it feels like the people involved don't really understand the concept of improvisation. They don't understand that you just... You need to take what's there and build on it. You can't just yeah, take can't it just in a completely different direction. Like, it, it has to have a train of thought, you know? Yeah. Um, and it feels like it, it doesn't have that. Uh, and, and that's consistent throughout from here. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, okay. So, you just melted my sister, you fucking dick. Then they get abducted by aliens. Because, I guess. Uh, like, why not? So... Everyone gets abducted. Well, Mrs. Claus gets abducted. Mrs. By Claus aliens, gets abducted. Yeah. yeah. First of all, so so at this point, both the skeletons are are dead, um, or, or or 
like dead for the second time i guess santa's yeah. still around mrs claus gets beamed up no they're not both dead santa no, he, is he's left like, fighting yeah. peter he, as mrs yeah. claus gets beamed up into the spaceship right yeah that's it and i absolutely lost my shit at the baby gate prison like this <laughs> There's a person in the corner who I think may be the same actress that was playing... The blood splatter specialist. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think it might be uh, Prudence from earlier. I, I, and no, just... it's not. Because I, I checked the, the credits. That yeah. is the puppeteer and blood splatter specialist. Well, then fair play to her. Um, but, but to just put her behind a baby gate as though it's a prison. <laughs> yes. Wasn't one of them just behind a string of fairy lights as well? Basically, yeah, yeah. that's the other co-writer and co-director. Yeah. But, but you can go with that, right? Because Christmas, so you can understand that it's you know low budget Christmas. We'll use some fairy lights, but a baby gate, like honestly. To be fair, when you're hungover, getting through those things is fucking murder. You end up climbing over them. I, I mean, look, I can't get through them when I'm sober, but still, like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> You could have used anything. Like, if you're going to use the baby gate, at least shoot super low and never show it again. Like, if you shot super low and super close, you could get away with it being bars in front of someone's face. But then when you cut out but, to a wide and you can see it and you can see that she could clearly at any point just stand just up over. and walk over the baby gate. It's like that scene in fucking Kenobi where they can't they can't get yeah. past the blockade. And you're watching yeah. it going, but... But you could walk, walk around. around. <laughs> like you could, you could literally walk around this. I can see the gap there. You know, <laughs> it's it's mental. But yeah. having said that, that thing had a super budget. These guys were working with what they've got. So yeah, yeah. And, and to be fair, I think they blew a lot of their budget on the uh, MS Paints um, proton shield fucking force field that she was trapped in. Mm. Yeah, I mean, look, I really like the effects. I'll be honest; <laughs> they did a yeah. lot for me. And they, they, they were in keeping with what the tone was and, and what the what the aesthetic was. I think that's not. I think that's fair. I'm super down for shit effects. Like, honestly, super down for it. As long as as long as they're deployed properly, and they definitely are yeah. here. Like, I'm, I'm I'm super down for that. Um, so yeah, we get the baby gate prison, um, and then. Uh, yeah, we cut back to Cookie, and there's more Cookie Monster stick, and it's just really getting old and annoying me now. Yeah, you know, I, I'm just like, look, can this be one thing or the other, please? Because these two it... things are not working together. Yeah, because there were some, there are some of the the bits with Cookie I like. Like when he's reading from the book, and he's so he's he's delivering his lines, and I know he's he's doing the fourth wall stick, and he's like, who fucking wrote this? This is really dark. That's a, that kind of works. That that, you, that kind of feels like it should be where the character is. Yes, because it's it's funny. It's not taking over seriously. He's entertaining. And then you get the bit where, yeah, he's just doing the bad cookie monster impression and shoving biscuits into his mouth. It's like, hang on, what are you? Yes. Yeah, what the fuck? Um, I, I think you're right. I think that's how he needs to be, isn't it? He does need to be that guy breaking the fourth wall. And this needs to... Yeah. And then you can work both characters in as well because he can be the schmaltzy uncle on camera. And then yeah. as soon as he breaks the fourth wall, then he can the be foul your, your foul fucking... Yes. That works. That's much better. Maybe they deploy that in the sequels. I don't know. We'll have to watch Maybe it and I don't find know. out. Um, okay, so I, I've kind of lost the, the plot for a little bit here then because yeah. I, I was just like, all right, hang on. Now I'm keeping track of aliens and skeletons and Father Christmas and Mrs. Claus and Cookie and Jesus Christ. But then some... No, he wasn't in it. No, um, he should have been. Who yeah, yeah, the fucker was? <laughs> yeah. Um, somehow we get to the point where, where they need a bomb. They need a bomb. Um, isn't it? The aliens come back down. They, they try and have a discussion where they're like diplomats. And the aliens yeah. want to probe people. 
So they yes. come back down. They talk about probing. Santa's having none of it. Um, so he decides he's going to fucking blow everything up. And it just so happens that there's a bomb buried in the ground. Um, yeah. As you do. Right, exactly where they and were. And luckily, it even says bomb on it. Um, just in case you didn't know. Loved it. Absolutely loved the bomb. Like, <laughs> looks looks just like it was straight out of Batman 66. Like, yeah. absolutely brilliant. Um, so we get... We get oh, they, I want to know how much fuse there was in it because they lit it and they, they ran around for 25 fucking minutes, didn't they? They ran around for ages, right? Ages and ages and ages. And then you think the claws is of one, but then they eat a poison cookie, which puts them into a coma. Thousand year coma. Yeah, which, which, which we don't know at this point. We think it's killed them. Then yeah, we cut back to the, the cookie. The green ones are poisonous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the, now there's a nice bait and switch here with, with cookie. Like, if we hadn't have... Yeah. If we hadn't spent so long talking about cookies earlier, like if you just threaded the needle slightly, this would work really well. And it does work pretty well yeah. as it is because Cookie is munching on exactly one of those poison cookies when we cut back. Um, yeah. However, you know, I'm watching this going, but hang on, he's already spent three or four minutes telling us about how he made these cookies and decorated these cookies. So he's going to know that's a poison cookie. And then they do exactly what you just said they should do, Mark. They break the fourth wall. He pops back up after he after he sort of fakes his own death. He pops back up and he goes, "No, don't be so fucking stupid. I made him, you stupid, you, you know." And yeah. that's how his character should be. That was a really nice bait and switch, and that works really well. Yeah. Um, so I'm straight back into the film at this point. I'm, I'm like, right, okay, yeah. yeah, Cookie is all right. Um, and then I don't think I've ever been relieved so much in my life because we we cut back to another thousand years in the future yeah we find out that the clauses are not dead they've just been in a coma because they're immortal so okay that wasn't the point though the bit that really really made me breathe a huge sigh of relief is that ducks survive the nuclear holocaust (laughs) yeah there's no humans there's nothing else but ducks ducks fucking survive now i got a lot of respect for ducks so yeah, credit to the ducks yeah yeah I, I was very happy to see the random shot of ducks in there very happy i mean i get the idea the idea is they want to show that the earth is like repopulating healing, and it's yeah. healing and all of that but like the go-to would be like some nice green grass and some trees but no here's some fucking ducks like yeah. it's okay everybody water, bizarrely because you know, the, the whole planet's a desert wasteland now but there's a lake yeah obviously yeah because of course there is um and then all of a sudden it, it just feels like we're in a completely different film yet again um yeah. we get a random creature attack uh, yes. which we later find out is the abominable snowman referred yeah. to as abominable <coughs> which nice touch you know for those of us that like ranking and bass i'm just like yeah i'll go with this this is a christmas feature yeah. we got abominable here he even looks like abominable as well like i'm i'm good yeah. with this um and i do have to say this is probably my favorite section this whole bit yeah. with the abominable snowman and all of that. this is this is the film's really firing on all cylinders at this point i think um for a start yes the snowman suit is shit but it's shit in the same way that the raptor in Velocipasta is shit like it yes. knows that it's shit so yeah. they're not trying yeah. to hide it and what they do is they utilize it a lot more effectively than, say, the bunny in Beast of Bunny. Where it's I was like, we say know it thing. looks yeah. shit, so look, here's its arm. Here's a low profile shot of it. Here's some fleeting glimpses. Yeah. And it works really well. It, it feels threatening until such a time that we need to see it, and then you get the big reveal. And it's funny because they've built up this threat, and then you see essentially a man in a gorilla suit, like, yeah. which is never not funny, let's be honest like guys in gorilla suits always look funny no matter what they're doing mm-hmm. they look funny right so yeah. 
Vibe. 100% on that one. Yeah, completely. Yeah, I mean, yep. we've got previous with that. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and, and I've got to say, like, I have written in my notes, like, he's handled better than anything in Beast of Bunny. And the, oh, God, and yeah. the actual yeah. monster, when you see him, Abominable looks better than the bunny in Beast of Bunny as well. Yeah. Um, and moves better and everything else as well. Yeah. Yeah. So... Santa has to get inside Abominable to... So we, we've, we've jumped a bit. So they wake up from their coma. He somehow knows they've been asleep for a thousand years because he asks, how can you be tired? We've been asleep. We've been in a coma for a thousand years. He's Santa. He knows everything. He knows yeah. when so you're get... sleeping. He knows when you're awake. So he clearly knows that she's been asleep for a thousand years. Like, this is it's right there in the headlines, Mark. Like, it's one of his powers. <laughs> I, I fail to understand how he can see anything when he's in a fucking coma as well. Because he's magic. He's Santa. Because he knows when you're yeah, like, yeah. Anyway, he knows when so, you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Doesn't like, know when his wife's got a fucking dart hanging out of her neck, though. Well, it, it doesn't say anything about that in a fucking rhyme, does it? <laughs> <laughs> it just says he knows when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows when you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness' sake. He doesn't say he knows when you've got a fucking poison dart stuck in your neck and you look like you've been yeah. drugged. He doesn't know. Well, anything Well, I feel about that's that. something you should probably need to know when she's standing next to him. There's no other cunt on the planet. But. But there are other people on the planet at this point. They know this. Well, they no, they don't up, know this at this point. Don't they wake up and run away, from, they're running away from Abominable, though? So they know there's at Abominable's least not something a person, else there. But Abominable's well, not a person. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, look, there's an Abominable snowman. There's fucking ducks. Like, when was the last <laughs> time they saw a duck? You know, that's going to freak you out a little bit. Like, before you go to sleep, nuclear wasteland. Nothing anywhere. You wake up. Quack. Fucking hell, I shit myself. <laughs> like, I absolutely shit myself. Like, what is that? Was that cool? the sound of you shitting yourself? <laughs> yeah. Like, you wake up face to face with a duck. What is that curly penis motherfucker doing in my dreams? Like, what? Where does this come from? And now there's also a giant snowman. Like, what are these ducks been up yeah. to? You know? So... You've got to wonder, haven't you? Yeah. So, but anyways, yeah. So, so um, for those who haven't watched at home and probably aren't going to because we're selling it so well, so they they wake up in their coma. They walk around a bit. And go, oh, why? Well, the Earth is healing and all this buzz. And then from nowhere, it's not a blow dart. It's an actual dart from a dartboard which suddenly winds up in her neck with a note that's saying the cure is in the beast's stomach. So all of a sudden, you're like, oh, right, okay, I, need, I now need to go and kill the beast so I can get the antidote from its belly. And now we have a, another quest. Fucking A. Yes. Back into story mode. Santa yeah. needs to go into the belly of the beast. Like, fine. So um, he, he decides to do that, turns into a Nirvana album cover for about five minutes where he's just, like, swimming around in this fucking... But without his cock out because the, the band don't want him to sue them later. Yeah, because that would, yeah. Um... So he gets he gets himself swallowed. He's he's swimming around inside Abominable. Then he kills Abominable and gets the yep. stuff out of his stomach. And then Abominable's keeper shows up and is pissed yep. because now I I really struggled with this bit. Maybe I've missed something. So help me out here, guys. Um, no, I think you're probably right. So he shows up and he's super pissed because Santa has killed Abominable. But surely they put Santa up to killing Abominable by hitting Mrs. Claus with a blow dart and telling him that the antidote is in Abominable's stomach. Yeah, the, the the person that threw the blow dart is never disclosed in the entire film. No, it's not. Um, I But I assumed it was these guys. I don't know who else yeah. it would be. Like, it... Unless there's, no, there's a scarcity of food and Abominable doesn't like duck, so they have to have try and eat Santa instead. But surely in that case, don't let the cunt wake up. Just start you know, barbecuing him while yeah. he's unconscious. But even, yeah, and, it, it, and, and even so, don't concoct a plan which leads to Santa, Santa having to kill your abominable, snowman. your abominable snowman that you care so much about. So 
I don't think it was Abominable's keeper and his mate, although it's it seems to be suggested because they're the only other people, right? Yeah. The skeletons aren't around, so it's not them. Yeah. The aliens aren't really around at this point. Well, no, because the aliens have gone... We get to it later on, but they've gone away and come back, or more yeah. aliens have come in search because the ones that were killed earlier were their foremost scientists, apparently. Yes, right? Yeah. So it's not so it's not the aliens. <laughs> so... so- Unless yeah, it's, either, it's either person's unknown. Well, it was the fucking ducks, yeah. wasn't it? It was well, the yeah. ducks. Maybe, maybe that's the evolution of the duck penis. Now it shoots darts. There you go. <laughs> Dart dick duck for the, the win. fucking double top there of that you go. one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, fucking ducks. You see, told you, terrifying. Um, so anyway, we, like, we've got to put that to one side because I, I paused the film at this point and sat down and I was like, right, hang on. Do I need to go back here? Have I missed something? And then I was like, mm. oh, no, you're nearly at the end, Chris. Don't do it to yourself. You don't fucking need to go back. <laughs> just just push on through, really. Um, so push on through I did. And i got to say, Abominable's Keeper, like star of the show for me. Like this, this performance, as soon as he showed up on screen, I was like, right, he's either... <laughs> legitimately the worst actor on the planet and has absolutely no idea how to read let alone deliver lines or he's really reaching for something here and i kept thinking it for the for, like they let it go on just long enough before he breaks I, character where i'd kind yeah. of forgotten and settled into it and i was like oh my god you fucking genius yeah. like what an Are absolute you some, it, superstar yeah i mean th- th- this was probably the bit more than anything this was somebody swinging off the fences and going you know what fuck it i know what this film is I know how people are going to look at it. I know how it's going to be received. So fuck it. I'm going to do. I'm going to give this character the absolute utmost I can. Yeah. And people might say I'm overacting. People might think it's it's crazy. It's it, and it, it it does get a little bit grating. And until you get to that point where he breaks character, and I can't remember, I can't remember how it how it comes up. He breaks character and just basically tells the other one to fuck off or whatever it is, and then goes back into it. And I thought, yeah, you know what? That's played Brilliant. for and got absolutely. Yeah, he's brilliant. So before he even breaks character, though, he starts off and he is very grating because his performance is so over the top, yeah. and he's got the weird sing-song voice going on. You're like, okay, this this is a choice. Um, yeah. Like I said, it's, it's either that or he's he's just legitimately terrible. But I'm like, okay, let's go with it a bit. And then it's when <laughs> it's when he pulls the probe out that you realise he's making a choice because the funniest part of the film for me was probe reverse probe. <laughs> <laughs> genius it wasn't so much yeah. probe probe was funny reverse probe was fucking yeah. hilarious <laughs> absolute genius um, but the best part was when you're watching it actually it's not it's not even them playing it in reverse he's actually standing up into it his movement is different yep so yep. They've, he's actually yeah. playing for it as well whereas the temptation would be okay well we'll stand him there we'll do that and then we'll just play it in reverse because we've got the effect on it yep. and you're looking and thinking fucking hell and, and that that is good improv right that hasn't been written in any script the script the script just says he uses the probe or something and he's there he's holding it so he just makes the choice he's just like probe and down he goes in like some sort of weird fucking ant-man and jumps Mm. inside abominable um so he goes inside they get santa out and then they need to kill santa so mark we have to discuss this because as it transpires, all the way back when, in what, 2014, 15, which was before this fucking film was made. Uh, 2014, it was the first one we saying, did. Just saying, we had an hour-long discussion on another one of our shows about how you would kill Santa because he's immortal. We decided he has to be dismembered piece by piece, and his yep. head needs to be put in storage somewhere where he can never reassemble. Yep. 
and that's exactly actually it's 2015 the, the, fir- the first one he won it was 2015 it was the second one there you go and that's exactly the move here he has to be taken apart piece by piece you have to store the pieces separately because if they're anywhere near each other he's just going to reassemble because he's fucking immortal so like I, i'm just saying maybe somebody listened to that podcast just well, some fucker did probably not but you know um <laughs> Well, statistically, no. It's, it's it's likely that amongst seven billion people, somebody listened to it. It wasn't me. Yeah, fair play. Um, so yeah, they they dismember Santa just like we called on who wins years ago. Um, I'm not doing the maths. I'm 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 seven. ill. It's tired. I'm ill. I'm tired. Like I'm not I'm not doing maths. Um, now, <laughs> then we <laughs> we cut back then to to these guys again. Um, and, and we get another one of my just favourite deliveries from him where he turns around and says, of course he had a name, Peter. You're so disrespectful <laughs> when they're talking about abominable and stuff. He's just, just genius. This guy's smashing yeah. it out of the park. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm having so much fun at this point. I'm, I'm so, I'm all in with this film at this point. Like, it'd be, it was a struggle at points getting to this kind of third act of sorts. Yeah. But fuck me, does this this really ramps up in the last like ten fifteen minutes? Yeah, like this shit is great, and a lot of it is down to this guy in his performance. Like he's so so fucking good. Um, so I've I've just put a little aside here that this this is all really good fun now. But what the fuck is this actually about, and what is happening, and who should I care about? Yeah, because I I don't fucking know anymore. Like, at least back at the start, we kind of knew that the skeletons were the bad guys and Santa was the good guy, even though it's the yeah. skeletons that are technically on a quest and Santa's really <clears throat> got no agency at all in this film. Like, why? Santa's just reacting to shit. He reacts yeah. to the fact that skeletons are trying to kill him. He reacts to the fact that aliens take Mrs. Claus. He reacts to the fact that she gets hit by a blow dart. Like, he's not the hero. No. The hero, if anyone, is the skeletons because they've they had a mission they tried to execute the mission yes they failed but they had a quest to go on and yeah. maybe they grew as characters you know we found out that they were brother and sister at least so we found out that you know they like incestuous bum sex so with rolling pins with, with yeah with rolling pins yeah uh, and they like to watch whatever it is i nearly said osmosis jones then it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> they like to watch uh, bloodsucker jones when they do it not it. osmosis jones please no, don't no. sue me um <laughs> I would imply they're listening. Uh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> then we get to the point where they break character. Um, mm. That's that's not my name. My name is Frank or whatever it is when they start having an argument. Mm. And then he just breaks character completely. This accent, this whole persona goes. And he's just like, man, pick her the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Funniest part of the whole fucking film, like, yeah. and, and this is what again, this is what we want from Cookie, really. Yeah, just this and and, of and this is what I was saying earlier on. It's stuff like this that makes me not really know how I feel about it, mm. because agreed. There's there's so many bits where you think, oh fucking, hell, really? What what are you doing that for? And then you get the fourth wall stuff with Cookie. You get jokes like this. I think, yeah, I get it. They, you know, they're they're making choices. They're playing for and getting what no what they're after. Yes, okay, in places it looks shit. Yes, it sounds shit all of the time. Um, some of the effects are a bit ropey, but they're doing what they're doing what they set out to do. And this is the bit. And you know, these are the points I get really, uh, re- I really stuck on. I really struggle with because actually, you're looking and thinking, yeah, okay, I can I can forgive a lot of what you've done because it's not an accident. It's not so bad. It's good. No, it's not so bad. It's entertaining. It's, you've actually you know, made these choices, made these decisions. 
and the film if you look if you view the film through that lens it's a lot more entertaining and a lot more interesting yeah i i don't know i i, I struggle with it from from the other standpoint i think like yes the stuff where they've made the decisions see i constantly think they've made the wrong calls the stuff where they're having fun in front of the camera i really enjoy you know i, re- I really enjoy this guy just breaking character for no reason and and, and you wonder whether you wonder whether he was actually told to do that or whether he's just like ah, fuck it I'm, I'm just gonna see what happens and they've gone oh let's mm. keep that in it's a big gamble sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but yeah. you know when the, the structure of this just doesn't work for me that's the oh no problem. the structure's absolute yeah. bollocks the, the, the structure just doesn't work um and you know look it is what it is this is a 50 minute film about aliens fighting father christmas and skeletons in the year 3000 and whatever whatever yeah right so i've know, changed the screen now i can't see it you, anymore like pinch of salt required yeah yeah but well, bucket of salt required let's be honest. yeah but 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 i also feel like given we've got this narrative thing with cookie as well hmm. they clearly especially with cookie and his design and stuff as well there's clearly an intent to kind of go for a crypt keeper sort of thing here yeah and you just think like well give us three completely separate shorts just give us three 10 minute shorts and 10 minutes worth of cookie, like, or 15 minutes worth of cookie. That gets you 45 minutes. Tag your credits on. There's your 50-minute runtime. Hmm. Okay, we, we don't need this prolonged three-act Father Christmas thing about nothing and nobody. Hmm. Give us three short Christmas films that, that, you know, Cookie can read from a collected book of Christmas tales about cookies even. Work his yeah. cookie obsession in. You know, they can all be linked to cookie. Or they can be, you know, stories He's that, man. yeah, tangentially related to him when he was an elf. You know, and you, one of them can be Father Christmas in the year 3000. Fine. Hmm. You know, but the, trying to stitch them all together into one continuous narrative just its too out of control. Even even for a film this batshit crazy, it's just too out of control. It, it, it's, it's all over the shape. It, all over the shop. Um, then the aliens show back up. Yeah. Um, as, you, as you pointed out, turns out that the previous two aliens were their best scientists, apparently. So, I mean, work that one out. One of them could fucking barely work the translator. The other one was obsessed with sticking things up people's butts. So, you know. Seems to be a theme in this film. Sticking things up people's butts. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I am surprised Cookie didn't eat cookies via his ass at some point. Um, he's an elf. That could have worked if they wanted to. He could do whatever he wants. Um, yeah. So, they show up. They blow up the fucking earth. Because at this point, we have to go for the soap opera ending because there's no story here you can't yeah. end it because nobody's got any agency so what do we do Just blow up the whole fucking planet i guess yeah. so aliens show up for revenge they blow up the whole planet now i'm not sure that kills santa if i'm honest because no. he's immortal so yeah he'd be floating in space yeah he would he just reassemble you could have float off in different directions so you know it's fine yeah but yeah. you know he's like the t-1000 isn't he he just just sucks himself back together so yeah. that was a great sound effect chris <laughs> <laughs> i don't claim to be a foley artist <laughs> but yeah he just sucks himself back together i mean you know if he's in space he just like oh, i guess rudolph's not around is he we saw rudolph's skeleton so it's not like he can yeah. summon the reindeers to come and get him nor could he go anywhere i guess i mean he could give cookie a fucking holler couldn't he let's be fair sure do you know, like he's right there looking. But Cookie doesn't like him. Yeah, but still, like it's a company, isn't it? Yeah, and he's floating around yeah. in space. Like you'd have to be a super di- like even the person I hate most on the entire planet, and I don't even know who that is. So I don't think I hate anybody that much that I would let them 
float around in space if I had a base on the moon and I just saw them like randomly floating past my window one day I'd be like hold on I'll fucking sort you out yeah I got three throw you a rope I've, or something I've got at least three <laughs> I've probably got more nah I don't think I hate anyone I'd that wave. much I don't think I hate anyone <laughs> that much I'm, I've got three I mean, I'd, you know, I'd maybe yeah. tie a rope around and pull them in and then stake them to the ground so they're just bobbing around outside my window. Or <laughs> <laughs> I, I could throw, like, some stale bread up, and, up at them sometimes, you know, and just see how they're doing, you know. Mm-hmm. Entertainment, if nothing else, in it. I mean, what about the ducks? More importantly, you know, what about <coughs> Santa Claus? He's just killed all the fucking ducks. We've only just got them back, and now they've evolved to the point where they can shoot darts from their dicks. It's not fair to rob us of this. You know, and but, you know maybe, maybe the aliens like barbecue. Oh, maybe, but I mean, they just—they would have obliterated the ducks. It's not like you're going to get some nice wraps and some fucking cucumber and get you. You know, you never know that that, that alien weapon might be very specific. It might be. It might be. Um, I do just want to say again, I think the the makeup on the one alien is is really fucking good, and and the performance mm. is solid as well. Like he leans into that character yeah. for you know a minute's worth of film. Like yeah. he really leans into the walrus of it all, and like yeah. does a really good job. Um, it's as good as anything in the first Star Wars, I think, and I mean that, and I'll stand by it. Like <laughs> he understands that character, and his makeup is decent. Um, and and these guys are actually good. You know the whole conversation about the moon, and oh, there's, there's nobody on the moon. Don't worry about it. And so they yeah. just go, oh well, we, yeah, okay, fine. We need to save our ammunition then. Cookie bizarrely seems to know what's going on, which is weird because he's on the fucking moon and they're in space. So unless yeah. elves have got super hearing, I don't know. Also, this completely fucks our timeline. It gets super meta. Yeah. Because uh, like this, like the book has been written, so it should be like way in well, the so, past. Yeah. Some somebody needs to know what happens so they can write the book. Yeah. And then yeah, the book needs to contain the end. But obviously, they get no, it all gets blown up. So well, who wrote the book? How did they know? Uh, and how yeah how is cookie reading the book that ends with cookie getting Being blown up. up whilst holding the book yeah there's there, some real weird paradox shit going on here um yeah. I, I don't know i'm sure they can work in a wormhole or something like let, let's be honest we've had ducks shooting darts from their penises like it's not the weirdest thing that's happened saying that maybe no, we it's haven't only, it's only we, things get weirder that's our reading so maybe yeah. who knows could even be weirder than that um but they have this discussion they're just like no 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 you gotta save your ammunition you can't you can't blow up the fucking moon or whatever it is that all works well and then they realize that actually they got plenty of ammunition so fuck the but moon it's, it's, it's quite, <laughs> yeah i love that fuck that moon. so do i yeah. Brilliant. Um, yeah, fuck that but moon. it was quite funny because obviously you get the whole um thing where they blow up earth and you get the the telescopic um ray gun coming out so it just you know, comes out and another bit comes out of that and another bit falls out so you get all of that and that's really funny think, okay well are they going to go through that whole shtick again they've got the animation are they going to do it no no instead we're just going to put fucking headphones on the moon and blast electricity through the middle until it explodes from within why not why not why not thought, it's, it was one of those i thought no it's one of those i thought you, you at least they haven't cheaped out and got oh well we'll just use the same effect but we'll substitute the the earth with the moon they've actually gone out and went, i know we're gonna do something fucking different and actually comes back to the beginning as well because when you get the um spa- there's a spaceship over over some of the credits and again you get um electricity coming out of that as well so again it, it it's a nice callback to that yeah i mean i don't know why they didn't just make a paper mache moon and blow it up i i'd have that's what i'd have, done. I, I'd have 100% yeah. preferred that um, and let's be fair if we were doing it it'd be paper mushroom and fill it with fucking firecrackers and then film it from a distance yeah I, and that would have looked much better like don't get me wrong yeah. I, like I said I love this fucking late 90s CGI yeah. that they've gone with and the fact they've leaned into it as well yeah 
like love it yeah and all the fucking shiny surfaces and all yeah yeah you love it they, they don't make any attempt to hide it whatsoever yeah but i would have preferred a paper mache moon going pop i think um yeah, i think so so yeah fuck that moon they blow <laughs> the moon up and then it just ends like well you think it does yeah you get the post credits wrap then you get the cookie wrap that <laughs> which which retells the entire film pretty much in, in the space of a minute. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, could have had a could series of shorts, have... couldn't we? Yeah. Or we could have yeah. just had the wrap and saved ourselves 50 minutes. We could have. Um, again, the cookie wrap, though, I like. That leans into that kind of dorky uncle kind of yeah. thing. And, and, and again, that's something like late 80s Freddy, you can see him doing. Like, yeah. just trying to be cool and down with the kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and it's tongue in cheek enough to get away with that. I really like the cookie wrap. Yeah, um, you know, one of the better things in the film. I'm honest. The, the wrap itself isn't great, but that's kind of the point, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So yeah, then some fifty minutes after it started, it's over, and I was just left there staring at the screen for a minute. I'll be honest, going what, mm. what the fuck was that? What? Yeah. It, it, and, and again, we, we've we've skipped a bit in the rap as well, where again it goes really meta, and they're talking about everybody seeing, and because you know, everybody's going to buy the DVD, buy it on DVD, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, fine, I'm I'm happy with that, because again, that that's the kind of thing, and that's what I was talking about earlier on. These are the kind of things where when they lean into them, they they're funny for the wrong reasons, but they are funny, and they they because of that they work. And that that was why it was just the first. Obviously, it happened so many times in the fucking rap that you, you, it loses the impact. But the first time it comes up. Oh, yeah, okay, fair enough. I'll take that. Yeah, I, I, I think they've got the essence of something, haven't they? They, they've they just, mm. they they lack focus and they lack clarity. Yeah. And yeah. I feel harsh saying this because it's a low-budget project, but a lot of that comes down to wrote the theme tune, sang the theme tune, you know, like we've got, we got writer, director, performer, editor i think as well editor. somebody got to pull this motherfucker aside and just go whoa whoa hold on a minute hold yeah. your horses you know and then how much for it as well hang on it's my camera my bat my ball if i can't do what i want well, i'm fucking off i don't i don't know that so much because i've done a bit of research and like the, this guy research what's that this guy does actually work in the industry like he is a he is a character performer he is a monster performer in fact that is right. what he does he's a creature artist that is what he does he portrays creatures makes sense yeah right so that's why that's why the cookie performance is so good like he knows how to yeah. work in a costume um so it's not like he doesn't have a technical background or have connections to people that have backgrounds mm. that you can at least yeah, you know man. put this cut in front of people and just go okay what works um now whether you take any feedback on board or whether you even show it to the right people in the first place then mm. is is a big <coughs> you know but i'm making assumptions i, I yeah. right and i could be completely wrong and i'm sure this dude is a like he seems like he's probably going to be a really cool guy right because yeah. it, it, this film seems like fun so i don't want to i don't want to diss the guy you know at the end of the day they got it made as well yeah but it feels to me like somebody just needed to look at it from the outside and go hold on guys yeah, you know what is what is this and i, and I don't about? yeah and, and i don't want to sound negative with that because i did genuinely have a really good time with this yeah like and and i can honestly say i will probably end up watching it again at some point right like uh, I, I don't know i've only got about 12 hours left before the, the rental runs out well, not this year but <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm fucking paying for it again. Although fair play to them on their on their marketing because the rental for HD and SD was the same fucking price. Oh, was it? Yeah. There, was, there was a pound difference in them for me, so I bought the SD because I'm tight. Um, no, it was both three forty nine yesterday. 
Oh, yeah, I, both of you forty nine. I managed to get it for two forty nine on Sunday. <sighs> fucking so, hell! I see I'm you. not happy with that. It's got closer to Christmas, isn't it? You know, <sighs> fucking. I don't know where you got it from, but I rented it on Amazon, and they're price gouging yeah, bastards. So you got no Amazon would never do that. Yeah, you, you buy got, my book. It's only on Amazon. Yeah, you got you got to know when to push that button on Amazon. Seriously. So yeah, I I got it for two forty nine uh, SD, and to be fair, SD's all you need because yeah. like you ain't gaining anything by watching this motherfucker yeah. in crystal clear four K HD. Believe me, <laughs> like those skeletons you know are gonna look just as shit. I wish this guy had been the guy behind Ginger Clown. Yes. Yeah. Or like, or Beast of Bunny or and or any of those I mean, other. Not even, not even Beast of Bunny, but specifically Ginger Clown, because of just how good the cookie makeup was and how good the character performance was, and especially when he started getting crude and throwing yeah. everything out there, and he was like flipping through the book and he was like, "Ooh, let's be in sex scene." Oh, now the fucking skip it. Like boring, 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 boring. I was like, if the puppets had had more of that, and to be mm. fair, the puppetry in this I thought was really good. But just the sheer batshit insaneness of this and the fact that they just threw in these like ultra violent things for no reason. I was like, oh, like if you gave him the concept, not even the script because the script was shit and didn't exist, hmm. but gave him the concept for Ginger Clown and said, yo, dude, you can make this and you can have Tim Curry and you can have all of these actors. I think he would have smashed it out of the park. I think he's definitely got talent and i think a, a lot of the people yeah. involved in this have got talent you know i, I like, yeah. like i don't think anybody's winning a fucking oscar for christmas with cookie but they all <laughs> they all clearly well, know what it, they're doing it did pick up yeah. a, a nomination and an award go on what I'm did it get to, i'm just trying to find out i've lost it um it was a, it, it was nominated for oh, yeah, there we go sorry i've lost the page it was nominated at the um, Long Beach Indie Festival in California in 2017. It was nominated for Best Narrative Feature. How okay. the fuck? I mean... Chris, you need to get double top of that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, um, I've I got to be careful what I say here because I don't want to sound bitter, but um, we've, we've all done our fair share of the festival circuit. And yeah. to be fair, the festival circuit, not really the best judge of quality so much as the best judge of who's got the deepest pockets. So, and I'm not suggesting... Oh, who's made to put on a festival. I, yeah, and, and I'm not suggesting that's what happened here because actually before you said what I did, one, I was just about to say, I can see this playing really well at an indie horror festival or something mm. like that. I can see it playing well yeah. to that sort of audience. So, I, and I would say totally deserving of, of an award at, at that kind of festival. Yeah. Best well, it didn't win that feature one. in any context though? God, yeah. no. Yeah, no, it didn't win that. It was nominated for that one. It actually won at the 2017 Z Fest Film Festival. And it won for Outstanding Twisted Christmas Tale. I can see that. Yeah, completely. Right, right, completely. That sort of thing, right? Low-budget indie horror, like, absolutely. It's, like, it's a bad film, yeah? It's a, it's a bad film, and it's intentionally a bad film. Yeah. Like, it knows that it's yeah. bad, right? So you've got to give it credit for that. I don't, however, think that it is a bad, bad horror film, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Right? So Ginger Clown is a fucking abomination and a very bad, bad horror film. Yeah. So is Beast of Bunny. Mm -hmm. On the other end of the spectrum, you've got Killer Sofa, which is an exceptionally yeah. good, ludicrously bad horror film. Yeah. And this is like it's not there, but it's not the other end of the spectrum either. Yeah. Like, it, it's resoundly in the top kind of 
tier. It's just not. It's not yeah. fighting at the heels of Killer Sofa by any means. Yeah, it is well made. It knows what it is, and when it knows what it is, it makes it incredibly difficult to criticize. It really mm. does because it mm-hmm. it knows. And and if some of the jokes don't work for us, or if the plot goes a bit skew if, then you're like. Yeah, but it cost them like probably fifty p and some jelly beans, and it's fifty minutes long. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I had a better time with this than I had with some other stuff I've watched that are twice the length. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, like that. <laughs> Let's be honest, like syphilis is better than cats, so we can't we can't use that as a barometer for anything. But you know, this is better, for instance, than bat pussy. It's better than mm-hmm. ginger clown. It's better than. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beast of Bunny. Beast of Bunny. Yeah, yeah. Certainly better than 2025. Way better than 2025. You know, so it's it's fine. I don't I don't think it's a terrible film by any stretch. It's just an intentionally bad one, and I yeah. and I just feel like with outside influence, it could be a better intentionally bad film. It just needed yeah. somebody because you can be all of those yeah. things again. See Killer Sofa. You can be all of those things, and that's not perfect, but mm. it is very very good. And that's because somebody's looked at it at some point and reined it in and gone, what what story are you telling here? What is this about? I'm like, yeah, it can still be about the crazy, rapey killer sofa. Absolutely, it can be about that. But what else is it about? And that's what this needs. It, it, yeah. it, it needs somebody to just go, yeah, I get it. Like, Father Christmas is fighting the, the skeletons and the skeletons bleed and the, the, the ducks are alive and there's aliens and everybody <laughs> likes sticking things up their butt. Like, fine, we get all of that. But what is it about? What are we trying to say? You see, now when you say it like that, it sounds fucking crazy. It is fucking crazy. Yeah. That's the, but it, it it almost feels like it's it, it feels like it's an episode of South Park, if that makes sense. Mm. Yes. Yeah, it feels like they've yeah. gone for that tonally, but they haven't put the structure around it to yeah. make that work. And it that's all it needs is that structure. And I really think if they'd have boiled this down to three separate tales, and yeah. Cookie was the connecting tissue, and they were all. There was a theme. Now, Christmas is a theme in and of itself, but then yeah. also the poisoned cookie maybe is a thing. Maybe the aliens brought the poisoned cookies down to, mm. to like wipe out mankind or whatever, right? But really lean into that kind of, as you said, Mark, as they said in Zedfest, the twisted tales kind of element yeah. of it. Give us tales from the crypt. Give us the Twilight Zone. Give us that because with a 50-minute runtime, you can tell three really good shorts and still have time to showboat as cookie. Yeah. Which, let's be fair, as the writer, director, performer, this is nothing if not, hey, look at me. Look what yeah. I can do. Nobody else is casting me for my face and my performance. So let me show you what I can do. Yeah. So he can do all of that and still make a good film. Hmm. Yeah. You know, and maybe those others improve. Like, I, I don't know if maybe. they came before or after. Like, I'm definitely watching more of them. Like I said, I definitely think I I'll think watch this, this again. I think this is the first one. I think this is the first one as well. I get the impression is, but Cookie feels. Like a character that's been kicking around for a while. Cookie yeah. feels developed. He doesn't feel like this is his first outing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it may be that Cookie, no, Cookie's appeared in something else or no, somebody else has had a project. They go, oh, what's that fucking weird voice you do with, and when you are that weird mask? Can you break that out for us? Isn't somebody else credited at the start for the for Cookie's voice? Even though it's him performing it, I'm sure somebody's credited for... I think it's the voice for... design. Yeah. So I think yeah. it's like how they treat the voice. Yeah. Right. So there you go. So, yeah, you know, this is a character that's been developed. And look, let's be fair, it's fucking 2016 it was made. Like, YouTube's a thing. So, probably, I bet you if we look, there's cookie shorts kicking around on on YouTube. Quite possibly. I'm just looking for the... um... 
speaking for the TikTok. Uh, yes, you, you, yeah, there is somebody in the sound department that's a sound designer for Cookie's voice. There you go. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Cookie, like, Cookie should be all over TikTok, actually. Like, yeah. you could yeah. definitely get away with, like, little 30, 40 second Cookie wraps and yeah. quick Christmas yeah. tales or, like, Cookie decorating with Cookie, Cookie baking with Is cookie. it wrong that every time we say Cookie wrap, I get fucking hungry? Um, I mean, we've said we've said the word cookie a lot, almost as much as I've said Killer Raccoons 2 Dark Christmas in the Dark. Um, when did you say that? I don't remember you saying that. What, Killer Raccoons 2 Dark Christmas in the Dark? Yeah, I don't, rec- <laughs> I don't remember you ever saying that. Said it a few times now. <laughs> Available everywhere except the UK. Um, <laughs> like, if anybody's listening to this to do that production now, like, come on, I've given you yeah. so many fucking shout-outs now. Get us a copy of this film, please. I promise I won't say anything bad about it unless it's shit. Um, <laughs> well, I might, and Helen might, but you, no, you, you can keep your powder dry and then we'll do it for you. It's not going to yeah. be shit. It's got raccoons firing machine guns on a train at Christmas. Like, I mean, you've kind of sold me. Yeah. Honestly, well, this, is why, this is why we've been looking for it. When yeah. we're done here, just just go to YouTube, type in Killer Raccoons 2 Dark Christmas in the Dark. Watch the, watch the trailer. Sorry, what was that? It, that's Killer Raccoons 2 Dark Christmas <laughs> in the Dark. <laughs> just type it in and watch that trailer. Um, incidentally, yeah. listeners, we, like, we're making a joke. This. We have no affiliation with this film whatsoever. No, like, nothing whatsoever. Like, no fucking idea. I can't want to find watch these it. guys anywhere, and I have fucking tried. Okay, we just want to watch the fucking <laughs> we just, movie. We just want to watch it. Um, anyway, back to Christmas with Cookie. Um, in summation, like it was, it was a lot of fun, but it was just mm. entirely without point, and that's yeah. a real problem for me. That's a mm. real, real issue. There's nothing I hate more than a film that's not about anything. It really fucking winds me up, and it's why I hate so much fucking really shitty avant-garde or, or supposedly avant-garde stuff where people give you fucking like look, look at anything christopher nolan's done for instance look at look at anything david lynch does right you, you can't make excuses for this shit you can't make excuses for not having a point or a story or a narrative right just i'm going off on a rant now um it's christmas i'm gonna be happy like <laughs> we need a point we need a point for yeah. any of it to work. Doesn't matter how good it is. Doesn't even matter if Batman's in your fucking film. If you don't have a point, I am going to get annoyed. Okay? Because this is my time and it's valuable and I'm giving you money to waste my time. So mm. you better make it worth my fucking while. All right? Um, but I was entertained. I did have fun. Um, it's decently shot. You know, it's not, it doesn't look wonderful but it doesn't look bad does it let's be honest like it looks cheap Mm. but intentionally so and that's fine yeah like i was i was genuinely fine with the with the non-iron fucking backdrops with the great big hit creases in them and like fine with all of that fine with the dodgy latex heads fine with the 90s cgi all good um it's just pointless and that that is the biggest crime for me is that it's Mm. pointless yeah i think that's fair i mean i guess we i mean i can't we might as well dive into the, the the premise then. Is it better than Mario? Oh no, no, it's not. No, it's not. And and I I have to go by the metric. When it gets tough, we always go by the metric of if I had both of them in yeah. front of me now, which one am I watching? And honestly, in every way, as much as I've just said this was fun, in every possible way, I had more fun with Mario. It's got a better story. It's got it's got a point to it. It's actually quite imaginative. It looks fucking great. 
I don't need to retread my feelings on Mario. If you want to hear them, go back and listen to episode one. Um, mm. But this, yeah, it, no. It, like I enjoyed it, but you put both of them in front of me, and I'm having Mario ten times out of ten. Yeah, I think that's fair. Helen? Um, I think it is better than Mario. Like, dissenting opinion, it's not a good film, mm. but neither is Mario. Um, they've both got like that dystopian flavour, which ruins Mario for me, mm. but is the whole point of this one. I just the thing is is like as much as Cookie grated at times, him as like the bridging device and the way that he was just flipping through the the book and was just like boring, 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 fucking skip it, fucking yeah. skip it. That that sold me on it because I was like, well, I would really love somebody to have gone through Mario and been just like skip it, skip it, skip it, skip it. So yeah, this one wins for me. Fair enough. Um, I'm I was kind of undecided as I said at the start. I don't know whether i think this is brilliant or batshit crazy um i mean batshit definitely i mean absolutely i don't know if there's a reason it can't be both um yeah. i don't think it is um but i think for me i i've I kind of have to go with the same with the metric we always use which is if i had the two of them in front of me which am i going to watch and realistically i think because of the type of film it is and because of what's in it i mean yes okay i, I loved some of the gags i thought some of the the fourth wall breaking was good i thought the um i, I thought the, the abominable snowman keeper was was brilliant but I don't need if 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 I've got the two of them in front of me. I watched it yesterday. I ain't gonna watch it again today. And I think that's kind of where I am with it. Whereas a film like Mario, you can put on, you don't need to pay attention to it because it's just shit blowing up. It's an action film. It's an action adventure film. You can kind of go with it and not pay too much attention, or you can pay as much attention as you want to it. Whereas this, I think, to get anything out of it, you you have to really you have to work for it a little bit. So yeah, for me, I think it's it's close, but I think it's Mario. I think I think I think Mario slightly takes it. Ooh. Yeah, I think that's fair. I don't think this is. Yeah. I don't think this is, as I say, necessarily a bad film, and it's certainly nowhere near the worst fucking thing oh, we've God, seen no. on this podcast. Oh God, no! I mean, th- th- this year, to be so fair, th- this year, to be fair, I mean, we 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 started out with the show a couple of years ago, and we started off with some you know, generally accepted films that were bad, and um, we, we 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 meandered from things like Rubber to um, Batman and Robin and Phantom Menace, and so we we kind of went through that that sort of stage. Of it. And I think this year we've kind of we've plumbed greater depths. And we found, you know, we found Bat Pussy. We found uh, tw- uh, 2025. We had to endure two fucking outings of 365 days. Hey, hey, hey. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now, come on. Like, no, come no, no, on. I'm, let's let's I'm, not I'm, be I'm lumping standing... 365 days in with the bad shit. Now, I'm, I'm standing by that because to me, that, again, I just didn't give a fuck. But anyway, so, I mean... Yeah, we're... but I'm invested in 365 Absolutely. days now. Absolutely. I'm, I'm done with it. Um, Team but... Nacho for life. But so we... Fuck yes! So we have, so we have done that. We have, we have found these fucking horrendous films. And you look at some of the output we've done this year, and I wouldn't place this in the bottom half. That we've done twelve, no. possibly thirteen episodes, just because of where stuff has fallen. And I would be putting this in the in the top five. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, just even in terms yeah. of just Christmas films that we've watched on this podcast, this would be towards the top. It's no Jack Frost. No, but it's better than the Christmas Prince. Haven't seen a Christmas Prince. Yeah. Oh, you've got a treat waiting for you, Chris. Uh, I think that was one of the when we were looking at some of the, the the Netflix output and the Christmas movie channel output, yeah. where there's like them, they're all just generic rom coms, and you know that unfortunately all those high powered solicitors and, and and accountants are all getting dumped on Christmas for the homely guy who runs Home Depot next door. Um, so I mean, yeah, there's there's that. I think that one's on our list, be just because it's one of eighteen million cookie cutter Christmas movies. Yeah. 
fear. Um, but yeah, I, I think yeah, it's not a bad film. I, I don't want to. I don't want anybody thinking that just because I've said Mario is better that this is bad because I don't mm. think it is. I, yeah. I just it's not as good as it could be. Yeah, because it's lacking point. And and if it yeah if it had just kept me invested and told a consistent story, yeah, I think I would definitely be saying yeah, this this is better than Mario. But as it stands, it's yeah, it's a no. I think. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, again, as always, we'd love to know what people think because we're not always right, apparently. People say that. Um, so, yeah, get in touch. Let us know on Twitter at ddpodcastnet. You can go to our website, ddpodcast.net. We can also get our previous episodes and our other shows as well. Where we get your podcasts from, subscribe, leave us a message. We get back to you as best we can. Until next time. Have a safe and enjoyable Christmas, listeners, and we'll see you in 2023. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Drink responsibly. Ho, ho, ho.